everyone, Tyler Tambolin here, aka Totag and Tambo. Back for another edition, week 11 edition of the Picks and Bets show here on the Mayo Media Network. We, of course, as always, are brought to you and presented by prizepicks.com. Head on over to prizepicks.com, use promo code MMN, get yourself a 100% deposit bonus up to your first $100. We got another one here. We're going back in. We got the Tennessee Titans versus the Green Bay Packers. It's in Green Bay, 41-point total, and the Packers are favored at home by three as of now. We'll let you know. I'm recording this just three or four hours earlier than normal. I didn't want to get it out to you guys too late, but I'd rather get it out early with the information that we have. There's not a ton to talk about on this slate from injuries and all that perspective. There was limited practices on Monday, Tuesday, some walkthroughs, things like that. But it looks like going to have a pretty clean slate here. One note is this. The Packers did drop and wave Amari Rodgers. They then, which would lead to be believe that they're going to get Randall Cobb back from the IR. It's not official yet. But then they also went and signed D.D. Westbrook. So we'll talk about another Westbrook later, Nick Westbrook-Akine, but who had a big game last week for Tennessee. But D.D. Westbrook was signed, punt returner, receiver. Not sure if they're going to bring him up from the practice squad. He's not on DraftKings yet. There's no prize picks for him yet, anything like that. But just keep that note aligned as well. And then always looking at the weather when we get closer to Thursday. So you can follow me on Twitter, at Totag and Tambo, see if there's any changes or anything posted there. But looks like we're going to have a pretty good slate in front of us here. So Let's dive in. We'll start with the prize picks, and I love them this week. I got two good ones, I think. I'm feeling really good about these. So first one, we're going to the Tennessee side. Ryan Tannehill, we're going back to an under. Under 175 and a half pass yards. It's a, it feels like a small number. It feels a little bit risky, but I like this spot. Realistically, what the Titans should do is run the ball. Green Bay has been horrid against the run. I would expect this to be another spot to just get Henry going. And look, even if they go down a touchdown early or something like that, why not just keep running it? It's their best chance is going with Derrick Henry. It's a bad defense they're going up against. If they have success, they should lean on that even more. So while it seems like a small number, the under 175 and a half for Ryan Tannehill is going to be the first one. Also, just to note, last few games with him, so three of his last five games, 132, 137, 117. So while the number may seem small, it, to me it's not really. And even one of the other games, the fourth of the fifth was 181. So barely on the number. So I do like this bet quite a bit over on Prize Picks. The second one is going to be on the Green Bay side, of course. It's a receiving prop. We're going over, and we're going with Alan Lazard over 48 and a half receiving yards. This is the one you might want to pause the video to lock this in now if you're taking these because. 45, 87, 55, 76. The 45 just missed, but even before that, he had 116. I mean, he's back. I know we saw the Christian Watson three touchdown game just this past weekend, but I think we'll get it back in the hands of Alan Lazard, their wide receiver one. Someone Rodgers has trusted. The numbers don't lie. So I'll go back to him here. And that leads to the two bets that we've got over on piespicks.com. Ryan Tannehill, under 175 and a half passing yards. Alan Lazard, over 48 and a half receiving yards. Lock those in. Let's go two for two. All right, so let's move on to DraftKings. Before we get into DraftKings, I want to remind everyone where you can find me on Twitter, at Totag and Tambo. Put out a thread every single week with the Tambo's tidbits, hashtag Tambo's tidbits. You can check it out that way if you want to go on Twitter and see it. But I just compile all the best stuff I found from around the industry, free information that can put you can help you with your bets, your picks, your DraftKings plays, all that stuff. So check that out on Twitter, at Totag and Tambo. Other than that, you can find me at rumpuresports.com. Use, use promo code RPSHEATER25, rumpuresports.com. All sports, one price. 
You get everything right now. We've got NFL, NBA, World Cup, soccer starting next week. Just a lot of great stuff over there. And that's where you find all my premium content that I do behind the scenes. A little bit extra. And then, of course, if you haven't yet done so here, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe to the Mayo Media Network. Get access to all these free shows, notifications of when they're going on. I'll be back every Friday on this channel myself and Pat Mayo, the live in-studio show, talking even more DraftKings. But right now, let's get into it. We're going to talk DraftKings first off for Thursday Night Football. So I've got it up here on my side, but just looking at it, of course, Derrick Henry talked about the run game already earlier in the show. He's going to be the guy that we lean on here. He's the guy that looks most popular. He will be very high-owned in the captain for this reason. People want to go with him if they don't feel as safe with an Aaron Rodgers or an Aaron Jones, who I'll talk more about in a second, guys like that. So you could also just go underweight. If you think Derrick Henry is going to be 20% in the captain, some will say you got to go all in or fade. It's up to you. I don't have to do that. I haven't, and I have great success with these tournaments, but I can just play a share of them so I'm not completely dead and try and build my lineups a little bit different, more unique. Maybe I put an under 10% guy in all of my, in my Derrick Henry lineups, or maybe I build it where I have Derrick Henry with Tannehill or with, uh, you know, somebody like Derrick Henry and the kicker with a 2-4 where he's in the captain. I have another guy from his team that's, that's not a receiver or anything. And then four from the other side. You can do different things with him in the captain where your 10% of lineups, let's say a number with Derrick Henry, still end up being good Derrick Henry lineups versus don't forget if he is 20% in the captain, some of those 20% captain lineups are very bad lineups that are really chalky, extremely duplicated all of that. So one may say that of the 20% that he's owned in the captain may only be like a 15% or a 12% of actual good lineups going into this tournament. So when you build 10% of your lineups very strong with Derrick Henry in the sense that they have these options to be less duplicated, get to the top, money on the table, all these factors that tournament like strategists will use, you would see it where you may actually be closer to what the field is on good Derrick Henry lineups. And that's why I think of it that way. So Derrick Henry up top, got no problem with him. He's 17-4, leaves you about 6,500 in the flex. So you can do a lot of things once you go there. Again, this slate looking down from there, yes, you have Aaron Jones at the top, Aaron Rodgers, Tannehill, the two quarterbacks, Lazard, who we talked about earlier, but even Lazard is, I'll say only 8,600, usually wide receiver ones. Go back to Monday for an example here and go to the Philly game. AJ Brown is like $11,200. So it's a big difference. There's also a big difference between Al Lazard's production and AJ Brown's production, but it's baked in. That's built into the price at 8,600. So when you put in Alan Lazard as an option on the other side, even Aaron Rodgers, you still have over 4,500. There's going to be some options. We'll go through the punt plays later, but I think you can get away with it. No problem. I've got no problem with him up top. Aaron Rodgers, I like him. He chucks it around and he sticks to pretty close quarters. He doesn't spread it out like a Patrick Mahomes or something. So I got no problem putting Aaron Rodgers up in the top. And just, if you're doing it, just pick the guys. If you want Alan Lazard, if let's say Cobb is back, Cobb right now is 200 bucks, so he'll be one of those punt plays that we're waiting on to see, but if he's starting, he'll be popular and for good reason, so let's see if he comes back from IR, like I said, with them making that move, but then adding the other move, it's not 100% official, but just using that example, you take Randall Cobb out right now and go to Watson, you still have 6,100 left and only three spots left to fill, that's with Rodgers in the captain, Aaron Rodgers, Alan Lazard, and Christian Watson, and now you can pick a Tennessee guy to run it back with on the other side, maybe it is Westbrook Akine, where you run him back, you still have 6,100 with two spots left. So definitely very affordable and looks good. He sticks to the same couple of guys. Now, the flip side to that is, and that's why I'll go to this next, is the Green Bay wide receiver, or I should say pass catching core of Lazard, 
Maybe it's a, a Watson again, Cobb if he's back, and Tunyon at tight end. Tunyon coming off a bad game, so maybe get some lower ownership there. But what I will say is when you have someone who doesn't really spread it around, like an Aaron Rodgers doesn't really have options to spread it around to, it also can lead to where those guys really smash him in the captain spot. What I mean by that is if he throws three touchdowns to Watson, who's 11,100 in the captain, not saying he will, that was last week, but let's just say this example, if last week's game had been a showdown slate, Christian Watson's obviously the captain, not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers spread it out otherwise and didn't do as much as what Watson gains for all the touchdowns at six points plus. The receiving points, one per reception, the yardage, the bonus, if anything like that, where he would add all those points. He ended up with four for, sorry, yeah, four for 107 with three touchdowns is 35.7 DraftKings points total. So imagine that in the captain. So one and a half X. So keep that in mind here. If you are going with the Rodgers route, if you see it being one guy that gets there, or if you want to run your portfolio, I got no problem mixing it up and just using some other guys. Christian Watson being one of them. Uh, talked about Alan Lazard. Definitely like him. Still have over 7,400 left. When you put these guys up top, you are likely to put Aaron Rodgers. So saying it another way, Alan Lazard up top, 12,9. Aaron Rodgers, 10,4. You still have almost $7,000 left. Another guy I would go to, Tannehill. Just going back. So we talked about those Green Bay pass catchers. We go back here. Tannehill could be some leverage. I know it's not ideal when you look at his game log. It's not good, but... Last week was his, one of his better weeks going up against Denver, surprisingly, where he puts up almost 20 DraftKings points. But to me, just a leverage play here. If you know, We know Henry is going to be very popular in that captain. You could plug him in for $2,000 less. Look at this. Just go up here to the top. So 17-4. Sorry, $3,000 less. 14-4 in the captain. And then now you're going to plug in a couple receivers. So if you want to go Woods, Westbrook, Akine, something like that, you still have over 7,500 left. For those final three spots, it is scary because Derrick Henry's not in there. Now you could go take, uh, you know, Westbrook out, say he's not going to do that again. He had 31 DraftKings points last week and go to Henry and you still have 5,700 left. If you want to do it that way, just say, look, Henry's going to do his thing, but he won't be as popular. He won't be as important in the captain, but I'll use him in flex. But just using it the other way with two pass catchers, I think is a good way to leverage up there. It's just another option for this slate that you could go to. Uh, Traylon Burks. I think we're still seeing him. So 5,200 at a fair price. You look at it here. First game back last week after being activated. Six targets. Didn't have a great game. But if you wanted to risk him and go there, I've got no problem with that as well. Uh, You can look at it from that perspective too. And then the kickers. It just depends how you see the game shaking out. But let's just say you go to Crosby in the captain. You have 8,800 left. You want the points of what you think will be from the other side. And you say it's Henry. Okay, you fill him in. Aaron Rodgers, we talked about liking Lazard. We went under on Tannehill, so we don't need him, and we have Derrick Henry. You still have 6700 bucks left for your final two spots. If you look at Crosby, it's not great, but the point is, is more like everyone did this on Monday Night Football with Sly on the on the opposite side of Philly. It was the actually the underdog here. We've got the favorite we're talking about. This was the underdog where Sly put up a, a slate-breaking number. He was pretty much... The, I think it was the second top scorer on the slate. He was almost in the winning captains, I believe. So just little things like that where you can find these spots. I'm not going to worry too much about the game log when it's only 6,000 in the in the captain for a guy like Mason Crosby, who we know can make some kicks. And if Tennessee can get some stops, Brabel has a good team there. He's got a good defense. If they can make some stops, you could see it where we need to kick some more field goals. And then you fit in these high guys, the high, high guys as far as like, getting the ownership, get, sorry, not the ownership, the the targets, the volume, the high volume guys, what I was trying to say, the leverage on that where you've got 
Henry, Rogers, Lazard, fitting them all in versus making decisions to leave one of them out. So you try that. I don't, I don't hate that. That would be the only other guy that I was thinking of in captain. Going down into flex, it's mainly all those same guys. Um, I don't think like I'm going to chase Westbrook Akine up top. I'll have to wait and see how the ownership shakes out. Maybe a little bit, but I'll let some guys trickle in on this slate. But guys like him down below, we talked about Cobb. If he's activated, he just makes a lot of stuff work. If you wanted to go down the board a little bit, like you can go with a few more options down here. Uh, Don Charles Hilliard, he's a guy that's down here at 3,200 as the backup to Derrick Henry. If you wanted to try that, you can go down a little bit further, but I, I really don't see too much more. The tight ends for Tennessee are alternate options. I didn't mention them before, but you could try them. It's just always a little bit of roulette there, right? Hooper, last couple games. So last game was decent, 9.1. He got seven targets, five receptions. 441 yards. Let's go check Okongwu. Just one second here. He got last game 10. 5.1. So he got he got one for 40. And that was early in the game. I remember this now. Yes. So early in the game, he gets the big catch and then really nothing after that. But they're cheap enough that you can siphon them in and try and mix them up into your lineups. Again, that's what I was saying about Derrick Henry lineups, where if you want to build those and get just a little bit different, the way to do it is to build him and then get some other, so if you went, let's go back for a second just to use this example, Henry, and then you do it with Tannehill, who most won't be doing that because, you know, you got Henry, you don't need the quarterback, right? He's going to eat into that. What if Tannehill checks down to him, right? What if he gets some options there? So here was the thing. Before Tannehill's injury, it started where all of a sudden Derrick Henry was turning up a little bit early in the season, more than what we're used to. It used to be the old, he, the winter tires thing. As it gets colder, we see more Derrick Henry and he gets better. The stats show that, but with what was happening weeks three, four, five, six, or sorry, seven, he was out six, got five, three, two, three targets. When the injury came, one and zero, when Malik Willis was in there, now you look back last week, back to three targets. So what if we see that again, where early on he checks down to him, breaks the tackle, boom, 80-yard touchdown to the house, that bumps Tannehill and Henry. Now you go and say, how can I get that a little bit different? Well, why not plug in the tight end that costs $2,600 and now you still have $6,800. You can get Lazard. You can get Aaron Rodgers and still have money on the table. Not as much as what you'd like, but it's definitely possible. So I would look at something like that with your Derrick Henry lineups just to get a little bit different and then go from there as far as the rest of your lineups are built out. But if you're building a lot of lineups, I got no problem spreading it out at the captain on this slate, being underweight on Henry with thoughtful builds like we talked about, the, you'll end up being overweight when you have the guys like Rogers, Lazard. If you go with Tunyon up top, if you go with Tannehill up top, they're all going to be lower owned where if you take 12 to 15% of them, 12% of Derrick Henry, you can get eight, nine captains up top and still be able to put it in. Some of them have to be 5% or whatever. My point being with the math, you can get more of certain captains and be overweight in almost every area while still having a lot of under 10% owned captains up at the top, which is what we've seen on the winners this past season so far, already nine weeks, 10 weeks now into the season. So that's going to do it for this part. Let's move on to the main slate now. Let's talk, as we always do, a little bit about it. We're going to go through position by position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. And then we'll save the defense. Pat and I haven't been talking about it as much lately on the Friday show, but we'll bring the segment back this week. I'll remind them. We'll get going with it. Someone mentioned it to me that you always say that. And then late, lately, you haven't been mentioning it as much. We still talk about it throughout the show, but I, I do like the segment at the very end where we say, let's talk about defense and actually dive into them. So we'll get it back this week. I'll remind him. I'll remind myself so we can get back on it for you guys. Let's talk about this main slate though. It is an interesting one. Starting at the quarterback position, expensive quarterbacks are back. We've got Josh Allen. We've got, he's at the top. 
for good reason. I mean, the guy did pretty much everything off an injury last week. He came back. Everyone was saying he can't play the big injury, all that. Almost 26 DraftKings points. Gave it away at the end. Did not get his team the win with that INT he threw, but he was still there having a good game, and maybe it's a better one this week. It is a short week, though, so keep that in mind. Sorry, and to go back, because we're still talking here, same thing, who cares? Go back. One thing I forgot to mention, the running game for Green Bay in the Thursday night football game. We didn't talk about Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. I will say this, short week, they sort of nursed Aaron Jones back a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised to see a little more A.J. Dillon this week. So I apologize for not mentioning that before, but I wanted to add it now, no stone left unturned. I will bring that up because I do think that's interesting for the slate. They, they both really haven't garnered much ownership anywhere lately. They both did a little bit on the slate last week too. If I just go back to it here, sorry to cut back and forth, but I think it's important to talk about. And I, I remembered I had this bullet point here to go back to talk about it. If you look at Aaron Jones last week, while they brought him back in, 24 attempts, one touchdown. He had a couple targets, 26.6. And uh, opposite of what I said, like I was trying to say that they didn't nurse him back in, but that's why I was trying to say with the short week this week, you may see where now they lean off of him a little bit. A.J. Dillon still got the carries. He had, I think, 12 or 13 carries last week. If you see that now flip this week, that's where I would go back to. That's what I was trying to say. They they brought Aaron Jones, went right back with him. Now on the short week, you may see it where they lean off him just a little bit. So keep that in mind for the slate. I think it's important to lean on thoughts like that when you're building because you have to have a thoughtful lineup you have to have a script you have to have a, a theory in mind when you're building your showdown lineups especially if you're only playing one to five lineups or something like that have no fear of going to something on that angle and thinking of it from that perspective going back let's talk about the rest of these quarterbacks so the other one we want to talk about so lamar jackson's there 8400 against carolina that looks like it's a pretty good matchup jalen hurts going up against indy 8200 but the big one everyone's going to want to talk about is justin fields Back-to-back 40-plus games, 45.72, 43.38. Now that was 5,300 to 6,400 to now 7,600. So you have to think about the price bump. Man, this is the best matchup I think you could possibly have going up against Atlanta in the Dome. We'll see what happens with their secondary, A.J. Terrell on that, but I don't even think it will matter if he somehow is back. I know it's the last few weeks he's been out, but man, you can look at it from this perspective. He still is. Price did go up, but if he's still... I mean, look at the numbers. He, he To me, he's basically been playing like a Lamar Jackson, but then you, you can laugh at that because you say, really? Lamar Jackson of which year? Not this year because 17, 21, 10, 18, 15, 15. He's, you know, a spot where earlier in the season, yeah, but we haven't seen it lately. So he's still playing like a Lamar Jackson, but at much lower pricing. At 7,600, that's just a fair price. So you can go back there. Burrow, if you want to go to one of the better sort of more standard pass catching like statue type quarterbacks he still does run some but my point being more you're going to need him to throw it and air it out the games his biggest games like his 42 point games are 481 yards 300 yards 338 yards like you need him to pass it a bunch he's not going to be as mobile for you Jalen Hurts up and down but again look he's the guy that their team is either in the game or win it or like last week where they end up losing against Washington or blowing the team out and you're seeing 22 21 28 so I have a hard time disagreeing with anyone when they go to, you know, make a case for Fields again. And I know if you haven't been on them, it's tough and all that. But on the show live last week with Pat, I said it. I didn't want to play Fields. I ended up getting hurt by it because I did not go with enough. I played way underweight and just tried to do what I talked about earlier. It did not work. He crushed me for another 40. So up to you what you do here. I think that is the most interesting case for the slate. The guys above have some, you know, stuff with them where you may, may not see as much out of them. Lamar Jackson... I did mention him already, but just looking at it from 
coming off the bye, a bounce back perspective at home, great matchup against Carolina. He does stand out to me. If you can get to that extra, what is it? 800 bucks here. So I like that. Daniel Jones looks to be the popular quarterback at the cheaper range, 5,700 bucks going up against Detroit. But that's because of what we've seen all these other quarterbacks do. So again, the only thing about him is if you don't like the pairing options or if you'd rather play Barkley, maybe people don't get there. You can pair him with Barkley, Wandale Robinson, Slayton, got uh, Tanner Hudson at tight end with Bellinger out, all that. Like there is guys that you can use with them. Don't have to run it back, but of course, Amon Ra, we're going to get to uh, wide receiver in a second. Everyone's going to probably want to go back there. Let's talk about some running back though. Barkley talked about it already, but he's at the top, 8,900 bucks in this matchup. The, I mean, last week was insane. He was the entire offense, 35 carries for 152 yards on the ground. Only one target. It was all that was needed. The spot, man, 8,600 bucks, somehow disappointed at just 26 DraftKings points. Another great matchup here at home, up against Detroit, all those factors. So I can see him getting some love up top. After that, it's tough to say where people go. Maybe you can get a good tournament play in Jonathan Taylor. I say that because the Philly matchup is very tough, but somehow it was not tough for Washington. Brian Robinson, Gibson, both those guys were running all over them on Monday. They had one of their key pieces was missing on the in the run defense game and then on top of that you got taylor who came back from injury and got just slammed now if you believe the same theory i talked about earlier with aaron jones maybe he doesn't get the same 22 plus attempts here and you see a spot where he gets leaned off a little bit but if not that at least interests me some camara is another guy i think you could go to here they dropped jordan howard who they brought up not that he was a big deal his veteran guy all that but i'm just saying you could go back to alvin camara his price is fair at 7600 not sure if people are going to go back to Joe Mixon. Uh, they haven't seen him, right? He's coming off the bye, but when the week before the bye was the five touchdown week. So price is still pretty fair at 7,400 for that workload. And then a few more interesting notes here. I'll spend more time here than the other positions, but Ramondre Stevenson at home against the Jets should just want to run the ball all day. I think that's a good spot for tournaments. Damian Pierce would definitely become a tournament play now. Last week, very popular, 6,300. Didn't do enough. He just missed the bonus. He had 94 yards on the ground. He got 13.2 DraftKings points. Not enough at all. Here is the interesting thing, though. So he would have looked good again this week going up against Washington. Everything's all set. I think you can still play him in tournaments, but beware. They did go out and sign off waivers, too. They went and picked up Eno Benjamin for the surprise drop from the Arizona Cardinals. James Conner is another topic, but again, not on this slate for James Conner. But if you go back to what I was talking about, they did bring him in into Houston, Eno Benjamin, that is. So definitely hurts a little bit thinking of Damian Pierce here. And then I thought I had one more. Oh yeah, speaking of those Washington guys going down, you have to make a decision, but Robinson and Gibson get the matchup that everybody loves this week against the Houston Texans. So those guys to me would both be in play as well. And then one last one came up overnight. Uh, The Chicago Bears dropped Khalil Herbert. So I think uh, they dropped him, or maybe he went to IR. I can't remember. Oh, IR. That's what it was. It was the other, uh, Eno Benjamin got dropped. Herbert went to IR. So Herbert going to IR is interesting because best matchup possible for Justin Fields. We just talked about all this. This excites me a little bit more because you guys know I want him to fail so bad in some spots, but I keep, I'll use him in some places. I just say it. So, you know, I, I don't want the chalk to keep smashing, but David Montgomery in this matchup, $6,100 against Atlanta and now no Herbert behind him. It's been very bad. 5.4, 5.4, 9.5, 12.2. I can go on. It's not good, but he's got an 18 plus 20 plus in there. And at 6.1, that can work. We should see the attempts 
get back. The matchup against Atlanta is strong. So keeping him in mind this week as well, I think is a great idea, especially because he's natural leverage to Justin Fields at that quarterback position. All right, wide receiver. The big news last week was Cooper Cup going to the IR. So uh, under he's going to do a, a small surgery, I believe, and we'll see where he's got a high ankle sprain, going to have an issue there. So Van Jefferson, Allen Robinson, guys like that, we'll see who they bring in. I'm sure they'll get somebody else and bring them in or bring somebody else up. But there's that news. Uh, speaking of Jefferson's, Justin Jefferson, I'm sure you guys saw the catch last week, was absolutely incredible. You look at him here, coming off another big game. So three of his last four games, 28, sorry, of last five games, 38.3 this past week, 28.5, we're talking DraftKings points, and 33.32. The guy just keeps going off. The game before that was 34. He's got a 42.4 on there. We don't have Tyreek Hill on the slate, who disappointed last week. So it could be another spot to go back to Jefferson. 9,100 is expensive, but if the, if you can find the value, and I'm sure some will pop up, I think he's a guy to get to here again. Going down the board, I talked earlier, Amon Ross St. Brown, again, finally has a decent week. 11, I mean, before that, he was 9, 13, 1, 5, 13, and then he had the 40, 42 and change. Gets a 25.1 in here with 11 targets, 10 receptions, 119 yards. There's definitely meat on the bone. When you go look at the guys posting the stats on Twitter and stuff with the usage the target share, the snap share, all that. We know what it is. Like he's got the opportunity. It's just, can he get involved and get the ball? So in those stacks, I talked earlier about Daniel Jones stacks or secondary stacks with Barkley and Amon Ra. I can see him being very popular this week. You'll have to make the decision. His price is 7,200. I'll just say this. There is a couple guys underneath him. T Higgins talked earlier about Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, of course, still out. Nice little matchup against Pittsburgh. I think he'd be fine. He's been another guy, sort of stagnant, but the targets are there. Eight, six, seven, nine, but he's only equating to 13, 14, 14, 11 for DraftKings points. So I think you could still go to a guy like him. And then the other spot here, go in the matchup where people are going to be looking for value receivers on the Rams side, go to the other side of that ball to the Saints. Everyone wanted to play Olave last week. It did not work out. The price stayed the same. I don't hate the spot here. I know it's no matchups and things like that people will talk about. But for me, at 6,800, I think it's a great tournament play when everybody loved him last week, but now everybody hates him or isn't going to be on him. I think that's an interesting time to hop back on, get that potential flop lag where you see him come through the week after. So I definitely like that. There's a bunch of other guys we'll be looking at throughout the week. And when Mayo and I do the show on Friday, we'll talk through some more of those values. Tight end. Mark Andrews likely to play. He's coming off the Q tag, right? We had the missed game in week nine, got healthy, I'm assuming, over the bye week. So I don't expect Isaiah likely to have as big of a role. So Mark Andrews at 6,800 is more than in play. And remember earlier when I talked about using a guy like Lamar, Lamar Jackson here, you don't have to do much, right? You can go Lamar, Mark Andrews, done. You definitely don't have to run back the Carolina side and you can just start filling it out with some great value plays and hope that they get two touchdowns. Lamar goes for 80 to hundred on the ground and you get a good game that way out of just your two guys. And then you can do secondary stacks and stuff in your other positions to be able to make your lineup a little bit more correlated while not going too crazy with the underlying theme of what the stack is in Lamar and Mark Andrews. So I like that. Goddard doubtful. So that's not going to be good. You'll have to look into it. There's multiple guys I saw for Philly. I was looking at it before I came on last night and did my preview and, and ran it up here, but they could bring back Tyree Jackson, I think he's set to come back. So he would be a guy that's more of a pass catching option. And then Calcaterra is who everybody's talking about as going to be the pass catching option. Funny enough, he hasn't done as much as Jack Stoll, but people are suspecting that now that we have this flip, 
That's just because Stoll was getting more of the playing time. Now we can see it more where he moves into the blocking role and you see a guy like Calcaterra or Tyree Jackson, obviously the one you'd want if he comes back up. So we'll have to wait and see on that. Hawkinson, another guy to talk about, goes back. We had the nine for nine game. Last week, he got 10 targets. They added on an extra. So while Jefferson was having that big game and that catch that went, you know, extremely highly noticed when you see how good of the catch it was, Diggs had a catch in that same game that was very similar. You go back and look, he's putting up some consistent numbers two weeks in a row now with Kirk Cousins at the helm. So for Hawkinson, I like that. And then going down, there's some cheaper options. Fryermuth stands out. If you want to continue to chase Cole Komet after these touchdowns, I think it's five touchdowns in the last three games, you could go there. Higby is a guy that we've been sort of, everyone's on, it hasn't worked out. Last week you saw the uptick. Most of that came when we've got the Cooper Cup situation, leaving the game, all of that. So you've got Higby at 4,000 with no Cooper Cup. I don't hate it. The matchup's not the best, but you could go there. Moreau is another guy. We'll wait and see on Waller, but he just continues to have the uptick. He got a touchdown last game. He could have had two. So I don't hate that. And then going down, Dolchich would be your guy sort of for the flop lag. He did not come through for anyone. But again, you go look at the underlying metrics. He still had all the snap share, the routes run, all that, where he had the opportunity. It just didn't come through. And now you've got the injury. I think Judy's going to be out. We'll wait and see. I know it's a Q tag right now. They say he isn't expected to miss extended time, but he might not be good for this week. So if he's out, you could go right back to the well with Dolchich. And that's going to do it for DraftKings for this week, guys. Like I said, we'll talk defenses on the show with myself and mayo this week here if you haven't yet done so hit that like button hit the subscribe that'll get you subscribed get the notifications turned on for these shows friday afternoon ish is when that show will come out and you guys will be able to get a lot more information on the main site some of the takes might change right that's what i did last week with with fields i didn't love fields at the start of the week i wanted to fade because the ownership when you saw with myself and Pat on that show how easy it was to build those lineups, and I said it live so no one could say, hey, you said this and then did that. No, said it on the show. We talked about it. The lineups were way too easy to build. In hindsight, I actually should have just canceled the original take and built even more of them, not being results-oriented, just thinking about how good the matchup was. We'll see where the thoughts are this week with this matchup indoors against Atlanta, but I do like a good leverage play, and I like the fact that with the unfortunate news of Khalil Herbert hitting the IR that Montgomery might be the only show in town, or at least the show that they want to go to. So I could see that being interesting for this week's main slate as well. That's going to do it for this week, guys. Hope to see you back here next week. Same time, same place. You can find me on Twitter at ToeTagandTambo. All my premium content over at RumPureSports.com. Use promo code RPSHEATER25. If you want to get signed up, it's for the monthly option. So one month, sign up, get your 25% off, get in the Discord, get all the sports for one price, start checking it out, see what you like and go from there. Other than that, that's what that'll do for this week. Good luck in your contest. I'll see you back here next Thursday.